come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. You can catch us every Saturday right here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, or wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Every Saturday night, we sit around, uh, watch a movie, then we talk about it for your listening pleasure and enjoyment. These are the internet radio superstars. Sean. Holly. Michaela. And I'm Colin. And tonight, we watch the movie chosen by... All of, All us. of us. What? <laughs> maybe, what? Maybe everyone but Colin. Oh, no, no. It was a unanimous decision, I think, right? Because we yeah. have been doing this listener's choice uh, selections for the past. We're going to do four of them. Yeah. Yep. This Month is of our January. third. Our third. Yep. Uh, you selected them, listeners, on in November, and we made a list, watched a bunch of trailers, and made selections on what we were going to watch. So this one was chosen by... A Twitter user known only to us as G Money. G Money. Yep. So G Money, thank you for this. Thank suggestion. you, sir. Thank you, thank you, G Money. Thank you. Truly appreciate it. <laughs> and the movie was called Terror Tract from the year 1980. No, not 1980. It should be 1980. 2000. 2000. It, it feels like, like 1980. It did. 2000. It, it felt aged. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Also known as the House on Terror Track, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Depends yeah. on where you look. I guess yeah. so. Because we don't know if that was a British title or what? Working title. or I did look up a little bit of information on this just to find out where it came from. It was a movie that played a couple of horror film festivals and then was acquired by the USA TV network. And oh. it aired in 2000 uh, as part of like a Halloween series or something mm-hmm. that they were doing. So it wasn't made for TV, as evidenced by at least one fuck, one shit, and a side boob. Yes. <laughs> also a great name for a book. <laughs> one fuck, one shit, and a side boob. <laughs> I would read that book. <laughs> Yo. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what's uh, the, I mean, I guess we just get into the movie, right? I mean, like, it comes well, at a loss for words. It's an anthology film, right? So that's yes. what we're saying. This is, if you haven't heard of this movie, the uh, we're not track. surprised, but. Uh, well, I was surprised that there actually is like a little cult following for really? this thing. Yeah. Uh, when I looked it up, just trying to find the information, I found it's made by a company out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they were really happy that, you know, they got to make another mm-hmm. movie after this. Um, but the soundtrack by Brian Tyler is like a th- like it's a thing amongst mm-hmm. uh, really? cinephile. You I know, like the soundtrack. Yeah, musical it was decent. It was decent. And I guess the movie, the last reference that I could find about it was like a bunch of people saying like this movie Terror Tract is on Netflix. What? It's not on Netflix anymore, but I guess uh, when it was put on Netflix, it was like this is the first time we've been able to see this movie in like ten years. <laughs> So do you think if we really push it, Mondo will release like a vinyl soundtrack for there this? There is a vinyl soundtrack for <laughs> this. Oh, really? I don't think it's Mondo, but somebody put, yeah. Oh my God. And, and Fright Rags will put out t-shirts and Shout Factory go. will do a deluxe Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is our mission. This, let's, this needs a Blu-ray. Dude, please. let's push it. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Bringing back Terror Track. It, it yes. is on DVD. It's on a double feature with Cherry Falls. Oh, really? If anybody remembers Cherry Falls, that was another Jay movie Moore. that went the same 
route. It was a film festival thing that ended up being acquired by USA, and they put them both out on DVD. The last and, time I saw it, it was on Amazon for like $78. Yeah. Like a shit ton of money. Yes. Didn't Screen yeah. Factory put out a Cherry Falls Blu-ray? I don't know. I think they did. I'm going to look it up. Look well, it up, bro. Screen Factory put out a Cherry Falls Blu-ray, which I could not believe, <laughs> having seen that movie. That was like Jamie Blanks, right? He was the guy who did Urban so. Legends? or I think oh, really? so. Yeah. Oh, Legends? Like... I think he did the first, the first one. one. Yeah, okay. I think that was like he was graduating from the low budget world of <laughs> Cherry Falls. Well, he did a short that was pretty cool. Then uh, Cherry Falls, and then I'm Urban actually not Legend. surprised to hear that this is a cult following because I can totally see myself personally, like catching this late night on USA and falling in love with it. Like I can, I and just searching for it for years. Like every night before you go to bed, you see what's on. You hope Terror Tracks on. No. <laughs> I saw this movie so long I can't find it anymore. Yeah, Cherry Falls Shout Factory. Dun, 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 dun. You know what that means? No, it doesn't mean anything. That means, means Terror Tracks coming. coming in the wind. Yeah, that would be great. Everybody, start writing them. Yeah, Tell please. them that you really Get want Twitter, this. Pound them for Terror Track. Yeah. So Terror Tracked. John Ritter. Not just any anthology. It's a realtor anthology. Yes, it is. <laughs> the one tying theme in this movie is that this is a realtor telling all these stories. Which and it's a, glorious. Which is a great idea for uh, for a horror movie. Like, you get a different story with every house that you're showing uh, the couple that you're bringing around. And, you know, you get something. You can give them something different with each house you go to. Mm-hmm. And, boy, do we get something different yes, with each we house do. we go mm-hmm. to. I got a question for you. Has John Ritter, as far back as you can remember, has he always been a dramatic actor or has he been a comedic? Comedic. comedic. Three's yeah, Company. Three's Company three's where it started. Company. Simple yeah. rules, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. Bad Problem Santa. Child? Anybody? Yeah. Problem yeah. Child? Yeah, Bad Santa. I'm just making sure. Eight simple like, rules. Mm-hmm. Right? I mostly know him as comedic, yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at some point somebody said, hey, we should put this guy in Stephen King's It. Where, you yeah, know, in a, in right, a, yeah. yeah. Role, it, so. What, there was another, wasn't there another horror movie he was in? Um... I can't think of it right now. I remember him getting killed like viciously in something. I'm gonna look it up. Oh yeah, what is? I should remember this, but don't. But uh, it's not just John Ritter. It's John Ritter with a nice lush beard. Oh, he, uh, he, he looks like beard. He, he looks like Bob Vila in this he movie. Does. Yeah, <laughs> or at least Al Borland. Something. Yeah, like. yeah, you trust yes. a realtor more if they have a full beard. I trust anybody more. Than <laughs> I mean, See, just, it's yeah. the beard just kind of adds to the so. authority. Yeah, it's like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. As long as it's not like a, a gangly one. That's the thing. It's a good it's, beard. Yeah. It's not a good full chem- lumberjack beard. It's just like a well-filled really in beard. It yeah, does. It looks really It looks fake. colored on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So he's a real estate agent that's taking around a DeLuise offspring. Yes. David DeLuise, who is the brother of Michael DeLuise, who is in Kilmore Girls. Yes. Who, is, who are both the sons of Dom DeLuise. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, Dom the DeLuise Del- comes yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he and his wife, uh, David DeLuise, and his wife are shopping for a house in this neighborhood, which we will determine is the terror tract of the title. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and so he's uh, he takes him to the first house, right? Yeah. Is there anything? Uh, I mean, John Ritter's character is a very exuberant uh, uh, realtor at the mm-hmm. beginning, right? He's very mm-hmm. charismatic. Yeah. Like you, you, you feel like he's very successful, and they yes. they talk on that, asking him like, "Oh, well, you seem to be very well to do with your car," and 
He makes mention of having like really good incentives. The five five million, five million in the first five years or yes. something like that. He's even got a license plate on his car that says it's five, five mil. mil. And you can tell this couple are, are rich yuppies because she's got the eighties classic yuppie look going on. The white polo with the sweater <laughs> on the yep. sweaters, the which sweater is what made me think eighties because no one in oh, two thousand yeah. was dressing like that. Very no. true. Yeah, even the richest of the rich were not. Oh, dressing Bride like of that Chucky. That's what I remember. Where he gets the nails in him. Oh yeah. Oh, ah, I yeah. forgot. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, like he yeah. dies really bad in the movie. I'm like right. Bride of Chucky. Yeah. That's it. You're right. I forgot about that. I know. Yeah. Hmm. A classic. Yeah. Wasn't his kid in like... Uh, his kid no, was, in, was a different... His kid was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's not in like... Oh, he's in Sling Blade? Freddy versus Jay... No, that's Tom Hanks' kid. Colin Hanks? Colin Hanks? Yeah. Okay. Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. No. Isn't he in that? No. Then maybe it's the Ritter kid in I, th- I think it's a Ritter. Jason. Yeah. It's a Ritter. Yeah. Yes. His kid is in that. Okay. All right. Yep. Wow. See? there. All these celebrity kids end up... In their respective horror movies. All right, so the first story do we get into? What was it called? The Nightmare. Mm-hmm. The Nightmare. Of course. And how do we set this up for the listener at home? The Nightmare involves a... Um, uh, from It starts out with a husband uh, leaving his house and leaving his wife. Looks like he's going on to work or on a business trip. He's leaving awfully late at night, and there's a figure watching from the bushes. And so, you know, she goes up to her room, starts getting undressed. It feels like there's a stalker kind of entering her house and going up to find her. And then we find out that it is her lover who is visiting her late in the night. Her husband is left. I know. This also starts Scandals. the uh, thing that uh, Michaela is pointing out where everybody starts taking their shirts off. In this yes. yes a lot of yeah. This guy really does like does not want to wear a shirt. No, he does oh, not. I meant the, the, well, the wife. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her takes hers off first. Yeah. But even yeah, when- that's what we noticed first. The wife taking her shirt off. Not that. Kidding. Well, we were hoping that it that was the moment we were like, is this an right. R rated movie or a made for TV movie? Made it sure TV. felt like it was a TV movie. Right. They bought it because they're like, we can put this on TV. We don't have to cut much out. Yeah. There's also, yeah, because uh, we were imagining that John Ritter is telling these stories. <laughs> yes. In you know, great detail. How much detail is he including in I mean, story? he has to tell them everything that happened. And I'm, he seems like a guy who would add little flourishes to the story. So. Uh, explaining those details, the intimacy, I think, is something he would definitely do. You Gotta get it all out. A realtor like disclose something about a property you were looking at. Do I look like a man who would buy a house? <laughs> you're the no. homeowner like, like, here. Uh, okay. uh, no, nah, they don't care. No, you can be shit goes down in apartments. They try not to tell you. Yeah, I don't think they. Well, have I thought to it tell was you. like, isn't it legal that they have for to? houses? For I houses, think. for renting, yeah. they don't have to tell you shit. I I know when I when we were renting, we were renting houses. I asked because I wanted to hear a story yeah, like right. this. I wanted yeah, to hear yeah, a yeah. story, so I asked. I never got one. Yes, yeah, a drug house. Huh? Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. There was one house that we were looking at that somebody had died in, but it was, I don't know, I don't An remember. An old person story. just died? No, it was a murder. Oh! Yeah. That apparently Jeez. was like on the news like a year before that or whatever. I did look it up, and now I don't remember. See, you don't buy that house because there's always like people coming back and murdering you for whatever reason. Yeah. See, now, had a murder basement. see now I'm just picturing Michaela stalking around realtors wanting yeah. stories. <laughs> Got any good murder Tell house stories? <laughs> no one died here. Like, even a dog or something. Like, come on. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people, this is a really old house. Someone had to have right. gotten here at some point, right? <laughs> They're like, let me, tell you, let me tell you about the square footage. No, that's great. But tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like secret walls that push back and reveal like a murder room That's or something. The dream. Maybe. That's yeah. the dream. It is. Yeah, yeah. I built one in my, yeah, my dungeon down here. Um, 
Yeah. The so okay. So the the initial setup is the the you know the cheating wife. Yeah. And that's all misdirection because they're actually like you know, it's going to focus on these two people. Mm. And then surprise, surprise, the husband comes home <gasps> armed no. with a shotgun, an old shotgun. Yeah. So his plan here is to stage a murder suicide. Yes. Yes. Like you do. Right. It's kind of like an intricate way of doing this. I it's mean, such a roundabout way. Why not really just shoot is. them both and say it was a murder suicide? Well, because yeah. at this point, you want like to get a little, get a little revenge on them. It's like you fucked me over with this. Now, I'm yeah, it make was you. personal. Now, because he's like, I want you to see it. I'm gonna let you wriggle a little bit and watch him die. It's very, mm-hmm. which is yeah, and it's. I mean, it's kind of like if you think about in a real world situation, it's kind of terrifying to be like, what can you do? I mean, like you can try and attack the guy, but he's gonna shoot you and. He makes his wife, like, hang herself, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. After writing the note that incriminates that she mm-hmm. found this guy breaking yep. into her house right. and shot him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to hang herself. And then hung herself. But everything goes awry. It goes awry in not the best way possible. <laughs> he literally pulls the rug out from Oh, my room. God. <laughs> <laughs> not, that wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't That's think so. Not, no, uh, not, not enough oomph into that. Did you like the like dramatic tension they tried to add with like the thatch seated chair she was standing on? They kept like <laughs> oh, yeah. slightly yeah. giving away a little yeah. bit yeah. to like, make you think she was going to prematurely kill herself. Well, that's what yeah. I thought too. Because yeah. I'm like, they, it's that chair. It's yeah. like it's the one you hear about. It's like it breaks through yeah. and she's going to hang herself and something's going to go wrong. Yeah, they knew what they were doing with that. Oh, they yeah. did. Yeah, sneaky bastards. They end up knowing what they're doing about a lot of stuff in this they movie, do. which was kind of surprising. Uh, surprising, <laughs> but it all does go wrong. And he's thwarted with a, the rug being pulled out from under him. And there's a fight that ensues. The wife uh, eventually gets rescued by the lover, cut down. Mm-hmm. And then there's some inconsistencies with Shotgun that kind of bothered me in this first episode of, of this one. Yeah, the, the fact that the husband has to reload the shotgun he even though he the doesn't. Shotgun. Just to buy the wife time to stab. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, he did shoot the shotgun when the rug got pulled out. It, oh, it shit, that's shot. right. It oh, really? oh, okay, yeah. All right. I, didn't, I huh. don't remember that. Yeah. I was going to say, I blocked yeah. that out. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. He was going yeah, back, too. shotgun job. went up, and shot over their heads. Really? Uh, yes. Both barrels. Well, well, I suppose you would because you fall. Well, he had them both yeah. cocked. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Huh. All right. I missed that completely because I was wondering, like, why would he stop and reload? Yeah. Yeah. It was so pointed too, the way they shot it that he was reloading. That's why yeah. it was extra weird. Was, right, the camera like focus was right on him reloading. So. Yeah, because if you don't get that, he actually shot. That's a really weird scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, they yeah. should have had a little more focus on the the first shot. I think like a little it more. Was there, there. Was, was there sound? It didn't feel like there was sound, which is Not, weird because the foley artist is all over the place <laughs> right. in every other scene in this movie. Like there wasn't as squish, much emphasis squish, as there was squish. on the footprints, but yeah. yeah, I think it was there a little bit. Okay. He really was like, these footprints, I'm going to make them sound great. Right? Like, <laughs> Clearly well, he heard a gun, but he has lots of footprints. <laughs> yeah. And squeaky wet. doors. Yeah. Right. But that's the reoccurring thing that he's kind of like, he's got to get that across. And boy, do they get that across. The squeaky feet and the fucking footprints that yeah. we see. Like, how many times do they repeat, in that first story, repeat shots? The outside of the house, her oh, looking out the window mm. to the uh, muddy footprints coming up to the house. Yeah. And the squeaking feet it's walking because they spent the all the door. money in the second story. <laughs> which, we'll so. to, <laughs> which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. They're teaching you. They're making you, sus- right. you know, think a certain way so they yeah. can uh, subvert your expectations yes. later. But these two people, these two lovebirds, now that the husband, they, you know, they turn the tables on the husband and kill him. Yes. And a rational person says, 
Call the cops. Call the cops. Naturally. You know, that probably you could explain this away in a way that the cops would still, you know, maybe be like, eh, sure. a little, you know, but there's you might go to trial. Evidence. Maybe I some think. involuntary manslaughter, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think you could be like, yeah, I mean, we were cheating and all that stuff, but he yeah. did attack us and try yeah. to kill yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's his handwritten note, his car's parked like a mile down the road. There's, yeah. it could, it could have worked out. I but think. not for these people. No, no. no, no. They no. come up with the most insane, like, how were they thinking this through? I was you know, right. thinking during the, like, they weren't, obviously. No, how are they going to explain the husband being gone? Like, were they just going to leave and be, like, on the run? Because you got to file missing persons reports to make all this thing uh, sure. seem legit, right. right? And if she's going to get, like, his money, he's got to be dead. Like, yeah. he even says, you're a rich widow now. She like, has wow. motive, yeah. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, well, when this blows over, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, there are people over. looking for your husband now that he just people just don't disappear. Yeah, right? he's just going to be missing. They decide to, you know, do the old standby, the old Tales from the Crypt standby. You yeah. tie a couple of bricks to his feet and drop him off in the, the river. Body. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So this, of course, leads to uh, at least three reoccurring scenes where mm. the wife wakes up in the middle of the night. Goes to the window and looks out. She hears somebody squeaking gate. through the house, and there's these muddy footprints like leading up the walk, yeah, mm-hmm. and into the house. And somebody comes to the door. <laughs> there was one pretty good jump scare moment in when she goes back to the bed. Yeah, yes, that yeah. one got me. I Decent. wasn't expecting yeah, that. I wasn't expecting I was, that either. Uh, I give him credit yeah, for that one. That's about at that moment in the movie where you go like. Oh, okay. All right. So that actually kind of works. So now I'm paying attention to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. You got me on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's also the um, the cop. The cop. The, the friend of Lewis. Right. The husband. The murdered husband. Mm-hmm. He's got this police buddy who comes over looking to go fishing. Or they had a fishing trip or something planned, yeah. and he starts to suspect. Maybe we're not even sure. His action, his uh, dialogue later makes it sound like maybe he didn't. Well, I was even wondering because the the husband he clearly states that he's had this planned. Why would he plan a fishing trip the next morning with a cop? It doesn't seem well because you got to keep everything. You know, on the up and up, like everything's normal. We had this plan that, oh, my God, my wife killed herself the night before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe he just wanted to kill his wife as a way of getting out of that fishing trip. Maybe. Maybe he was like, fuck, this guy keeps asking me to go on this goddamn yeah. fishing trip. <laughs> 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 what was he got? Clay? Clay? Clay. Clay. There it is. He was creepy as hell. Creepy Clay. Yeah. Yeah. He that's knew. a good point. He knew something was going on. That's why he's being creepy. Yeah. I suppose he could like leave the house of the fishing trip, come back and discover mm-hmm. the, his wife yeah. and the and the uh, lover. Yeah. I keep wanting to say mistress, but that's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clay at least puts them onto the idea that, hey, you know, like what car did he take? And then they're like, oh, no. His yes. car is parked down the road and they're going to find it. And we got to get How rid of this know? car. How did they know? What? Where the car was parked. They just went driving around looking for it. You think so? I think so. Because they're I like, mean, oh, this car has to be somewhere. I thought we saw them walking up to it, though. They drove up to it. But how would they know they're like, ah, I guess they were driving around. Like, there it is. Yeah. How would they know he like, parked near? They would have been well, fucked if he didn't. If you factor in how long it took him to leave the other guys show up and then him to show up with the shotgun, it couldn't have been that far. I right. guess so. Smarter than they look, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. People so. de- people definitely saw them walk up to that car though. Like there oh, was definitely ah. witnesses oh, yeah. to that. Like people people saw things. <laughs> oh wait, people walk up to cars all the time. Was it? And I always <laughs> suspect them of doing something wrong. <laughs> but 
but that's the car of a man who's missing. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a problem later. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. But they find be. the car, and they can't move it because mm-hmm. there's no keys. There's only one set of keys for this car. And rather than, like, find some way to start this car, I know there's, like, no YouTube back then, so they can't Google how to hotwire a car <laughs> to figure this out. It's 2000. There's some internet. There's something. Like, they yeah. should be able to, like, or look up how to do it or find, hire someone to do it. Mm-hmm. Something. But no, they decide, is like, I have to go back. I have to go down there and get the keys from your husband in the lake. It's like, what? <laughs> At night. Yeah. Well, why? Well, yeah, why? At least yeah. she also shared our sentiment because she was like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I gonna... love when the characters have the same reactions as right. us. Yeah. 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 Like, Wait, what? Yeah. The voice of the audience. It <laughs> kind of feels like the writer is like, you know, is right there with like watching the movie with you kind of. You know? right. It's like they're expects like, what you're going to do. And, you know. Right. They're like saying like, yeah, we know, but we'll just have a character react to it and be fine. And he leaves at like three o'clock in the afternoon. What is he doing? For four hours before he decides to get in a boat and go to that lake. He had to go get the snorkel gear. Yeah. I know when I shop for snorkel gear. He just had a gear, mask, though. He didn't actually have, like, a snorkel. He just had the mask. <laughs> right? yeah. he, just, he just had goggles. He, tra- he tried on the yeah. different snorkels. It would have been better if he showed up with a tank of oxygen <laughs> or something, yeah. and he's yeah. just diving in there. That would have at least shown some forethought. So like, like, yeah, right. like, full-on diving gear. And <laughs> shown Flippers like, and everything? Yeah, and shown, like, a montage of him actually putting it on. Mm-hmm. There you go. Some rocking music. Yeah. This is another moment where he takes his shirt off to dive in, but goes like we said. But keeps goes, his jeans on. Keeps his jeans on. Which Wet is a jeans. Bad. Wet jeans are not good. Wet jeans are not they good. They weigh you down or something. Never it's going just to swim. Like, it's so yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. You're chafing. You're chafing. Not comfortable. It's bad. And yes, it'll but weigh you down water? a lot. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. Yeah. So this sets up the uh, the, the because. Once she, he gets down there, he sees. Oh, we, 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 she's we, been having the dreams. Yeah, because she's been she's having haunted. the dreams of the husband's yeah. coming back and strangling her. And so yeah. at this point, Loverboy dives in and is attacked by the living dead corpse of the husband. Mm. Then yes. she wakes up and we go like, "Well, did this actually happen? Was she seeing through his eyes, or was this a dream? Another dream? You know, just kind of a premonition that something bad has right. happened right. to the other guy." Then she goes back to the window because she hears noises More yet again for the third time. Yeah. Sees the footprints again. And so we're, we get a repeat of the scene where we hear the squishy yeah. footprints outside the door. Once before she, what, opened it up and it was her dead husband. Mm-hmm. Then she locked the door and her dead husband was in the bed. That's yeah. what the jump scare mm-hmm. was. So this time she's ready. She's not fucking around anymore. No. She grabs a shotgun from under the bed. She lets him that door handle go. And then she's like, no. By the way, she's the best screamer. When she woke up that first time from that nightmare, oh, yeah. where she's just staring <laughs> off, and another just Whoa! <laughs> great. Uh-huh. But this time, this time she's ready, and she's not like Holly said. She's not fucking around. She no, shoots through that door because she's going to kill that dead husband that's coming back for her. Mm-hmm. But what happened? She kills Lover Boy. Oh, who what? did get? He the got keys. the keys. Went, got the keys. Came dun, back. Dun, dun. That's like a pretty decent. That feels like a Tales from the Crypt type. Yeah, story. yeah totally. Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, or Alfred Hitchcock presents yeah. or something like that. It does. That. It feels because like it sets up the whole thing that there's like a supernatural element to this, but you but realize that this right. is only happening in her dreams. Mm-hmm. We're still seeing it, so it feels you know like there's mm-hmm. a it's a ghost story, right? But but it's not. You know, it isn't. It's all misdirection to get you to that last. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty good. I'm saying. And yeah. she's so distraught. So distraught. Hangs herself. The murder-suicide uh, actually came to fruition. Oh, it shit. Did. But that is where the supernatural comes in, because the cops say that she's covered in some type of slime. <gasps> dun, 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 End of story. One. End scene. Boom. 
Story two takes place in another house because, of course, when the uh, well, I the mean, couple, when he tells them that story, right? They're yeah. like, we don't want. You always got to come back to John Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> doing his just, just that, just that nervous. Like, I'll tell you what happened. Like he's just like you can tell he's under pressure. Yeah, which yeah. that is that's a great version of John Ritter. The under pressure, just like. All right, that nervous smiling that he does and everything, um, it does it very well. Mm-hmm. I like that, John Ritter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just love that he has that like guilty conscience where he's like, I have to tell you the story. He's, he's like, all right, I guess I have like, to. I but have a lot to of it's humorous this. almost, right? It's yeah. like, well, I shouldn't have said anything. But since <laughs> I did, I have to tell you by law that this is where, you know, you don't he's have like, any pets, do you? Right. He's trying to keep a happy moment. He's just like, it's not so bad. It's a, it's a house. You know, people died, but whatever. Yeah. We're good. He's well cast for this. Yeah. He made a career out of, before Jason Bateman did it, being like the put-upon, stressed-out businessman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely. Jason Bateman's taken that to a whole other level. Very true. But, yeah, that that originally was John Ritter, and that very much is this character in this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. He does it very well. But mm-hmm. what's the name of the second movie? Second Bobo. 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 Enter... Brian Cranston. Holy Brian Cranston. We looked it up, so this was the same year. The same year Malcolm in the Middle started. All right. And I remember him being on an episode of The X-Files. It must have been right around Mm -hmm. the same same time. Mm -hmm. Which is the reason he got cast in Breaking Bad, because Vince Gilligan was a writer on X-Files. Liked him in that episode and like working with him. Thought of him for Breaking Bad. There you go. The but they Hollywood history. But Malcolm in the Middle must have seen this episode and thought that <laughs> yeah, is they a had dad. Well, especially because like dad. <laughs> it opens with him shaving with a straight razor, and yeah. in the opening credits, of Malcolm in the Middle like he's shaving like his chest hair with. A oh razor. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Oh, like right, yeah. some so symmetry. It, there. So it was his shaving skills is what landed the role. <laughs> well, and like in the shaving scene, he's holding a newspaper, and like his whole character choice in this movie is reading the newspaper over and over again. Is there a universe where these are the same character? I, I hope he's, so. <laughs> He's a dad, man. He is. He's so dad. He's like, so dad. When he's running around, the, when he's running around with a shotgun later, he's got like his polo tucked into his, yeah. into his dad jeans with so the belt dad. His, He's so dad. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. Fucking Brian Perfect Cranston. Perfect dad. Perfect dad. That's the name for a movie that should star Brian Cranston. <laughs> I mean, isn't, isn't America's dad? Isn't there like a Robin Williams like World's, World's Greatest Dad? That's, that's yeah. a really World's sad movie, dad. though. Yeah. Oh, it's a real, real bummer of a movie. Oh. Oh. It's not a comedy. No. It's not. We'll rethink it. Well, Bobo is the story of a little girl, Brian Cranston's daughter, yes. who meets in her backyard a monkey named Bobo. Yes. Dressed a monkey. in a little red suit. Yeah, which we come to learn is an organ grinder suit. I yes. mean, yes. With a little hat. Little I like pass. how that never came back. I know. No, it really, I'm disappointed. I'm like, okay, yeah, so it sits there. So we know nothing. Okay, well, we know nothing about this monkey, but. We might know everything about this monkey. This may have been the monkey of that era, which I think it was. I, Is that I the monkey from Friends? Uh, I know it's the monkey from Monkey Shines, which okay. is George is Romero's like vodka fueled nightmare from the eighties. <laughs> right? Uh, it's the same monkey from that, but I don't. I didn't see its other credits. I'll, I'll I, didn't, just... I didn't read its IMDb thoroughly What's enough. What's his real name? Boo. Boo. Nice. <laughs> Without any research, I'm going to say it's the Outbreak Monkey and also the monkey from Friends. From Friends. From Friends. Yeah. yeah. Those What's are my three. Friends? Those are Marcel. Marcel. Yes, that's uh, <laughs> He's a well-trained monkey, but yes. he's not the monkey from Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're saying because that was too early. I think yeah, so, yes. I right. think so. I don't know how old monkeys. Right. right. Grow Later to be. on, the monkey. Well, we don't know. They could live to be like 150. Maybe. They could. I'm, I'm they always if... have the same great complexion. They do. Yeah. That, oh, they always have that that's look. I mean, it's like I, I'm hoping the monkey from later years, like from uh, the Hangover. 
Oh, yeah. And whatnot, mm-hmm. and like is a relative of yeah, this right. I like to think a lineage to these monkeys. Like a Hollywood lineage. Right, yeah. Monkeys. Where this is like from down from generation to generation. The dynasty. Yes, this is oh, the monkey family. Boo's son. Yes, exactly. What was it? Boo. Boo, yeah. okay, yep. it is Boo. Yep. Yeah. Like there's that one dog that played like, you know, on Frasier, and I'm pretty sure he's like on Wishbone and all that. Yeah, other the stuff. little Jack Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he had a long line. There was a movie about that dog. I forgot what it was called, but. You know, they play a lot of stuff. TV's best dog. I think something. Yeah. 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 America's it's a real bummer thing. when they like revive TV shows with with animals in them, though, because you're like, oh, that dog's probably dead now. Yeah, dog's yeah. Dead. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's many, always a real bummer. I was thinking that with the Gilmore through? Girls revival, he's barely alive. He's old as shit, but he's alive. that was really him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the same dog. Yep. Yay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shocking. I have. No idea what they're talking about. <laughs> in season six Paul and seven, Inca. Gilmore Girls, there was a dog there brought a dog. in at the towards the end yeah. of the series, and then when they reboot it this year, the dog was still alive. So they were How able many to keep years? It in. Ten. Ten years. Ten. So wow. that's awesome. impressive. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Fantastic. They really uh, did their all with the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> this is probably a good idea for a documentary: the dy- family dynasty of Hollywood star animals. I'll bet it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. If not, we want you to make it and show it to us. Please do. I yes. don't know if I want to see behind that curtain. It might be really sad. Well, probably, but that's, <laughs> that's still that's great point, drama. Yeah. That's why it's a great... Werner Herzog will do it. Yeah. It'll be really oh, depressing. Be yes. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. <clears throat> Werner, talk about these dead animals. Go. <laughs> I once saw this monkey. <laughs> my Werner Herzog. Yeah. Werner, yeah, yeah, you're here? Werner. <laughs> So this, uh, yeah, uh, the Bobo. little girl makes friends with Bobo, yeah. who's a preternaturally smart monkey who loves the little girl and hates Brian Cranston. How could you hate that? I, I don't understand. And Brian Cranston's dog, by extension. Oh. Yes. Max? Max. 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 Who takes an instant Max. dislike to the monkey. Wasn't the dog from fucking, uh, what's the killer? Uh, Ali Sheedy. The dog movie. Uh, Man's Best Friend. Man's Best Friend. Wasn't oh, that Max? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Max. Like every dog yeah, that's a killer a or a of, friend was Max yeah. in, the, a lot of in Max the 90s dogs. at least. Except for the one from, uh, what the fuck was that Corey Haim movie, Watchers. What was that dog's name? Was it Max? I may, it okay. might have been Max. Did you block that out? No, that was his Lost Boys dog. Okay. It was Max. Okay. Max. See, but that Max. No, that was, um, uh, that was the, the Alaskan dog. Oh, that's right. Max was the yeah. evil vampire. Nanook was the Nanook. Dog. That's Damn it, yeah. So it was probably... Well, we'll go back and listen yeah. to that episode. <laughs> yeah. Watchers episode. No, don't. I'm sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> we have better episodes. Don't do that. <laughs> so, Brian Cranston becomes obsessed with getting this wild animal out of the house. This is not unreasonable. I no, don't think. That's no, no. As, as a father, I see his where he's going with this and be like... Ah. I don't really want a monkey in the house. Like, we don't know where this monkey's been. Right. Just because yeah. it's wearing a red suit doesn't mean right. it's not going to bite you and give you rabies. Yeah. Or tear your eyes out. Yeah. Or tear, tear your, your eyes or, out. Yeah. I was frankly a little pissed at the wife for not laying the smack down a little more. Right? She should. There should be she a... She might as well have not been in this for how much she right? did. Very <laughs> Seriously. True. But there should have been a united front as far as that monkey. It's just like, you yeah. don't just... I mean, yeah, they were fine playing for an afternoon, but, you know, yeah. that monkey doesn't get something he wants... Monkey's gonna get pissed off. Yeah, like, what? I don't. What parent even lets an afternoon happen with a strange monkey? Right. Have like, you seen like, Outbreak? Yeah, yeah. exactly. A, oh, yeah. a monkey in an organ grinder suit in your backyard in the suburbs is not a normal occurrence, and no. you shouldn't treat it like one. No, you don't know what but that monkey he's has. Wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, I mean that is kind of like the defining thing. Like the monkey is wearing clothes, <laughs> yeah, and like, and like the guy in the first act takes its shirt off at one point and is <laughs> just wearing pants. Right. That's true. Yeah. But clearly it's a civilized monkey. That's why we trust the monkey. Until. 
it's sipping tea with the daughter. It's very civilized. It knows how to, yeah. Max doesn't like it either. Max chases around the living room. And, and destroys half the destroys fucking the living room. room. And the thing takes like a fucking little bust of something and throws it on the dog's head. I know. Yeah. Fucking monkey. Yeah. Ugh. This is what gives Brian Cranston the idea that this he monkey yells. might be <coughs> evil. Evil? Which he voices to the wife. He does. I just find it, I don't know, evil. <laughs> it's like wow which seems maybe a little bit uh, you know, too much like, yeah too much too at that point yes like, okay. maybe there's something wrong with the monkey and you can express that but evil yeah hmm. he bites Brian Cranston at one point yes. which point we were all hoping that Brian Cranston would turn into a monkey man yes it would have oh more Twilight Zone would have been if he gets bitten and then slowly starts turning into a monkey and, and the, then monkey the monkey turns into Brian. Yes, the and takes his place. Yeah. And he's like, "Yes, honey, you can keep the monkey." And yeah. it's his, and it's her dad. Ah, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah. But I never knew that I wanted that to happen until I saw <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. But what we got, I also liked. Yeah, and it's probably what we got, better, folks. I mean, the, yes. what we got was probably <laughs> we got Brian Cranston going to war with a monkey. Right. Which, yes, and uh, and uh, much like Obi Wan Kenobi and Revenge of the Sith. This monkey always has the high ground. Always. Always. Literally always. has the high ground. Just, yeah. <laughs> up Climbing on around on the Thanks for letting me set yours. that up and knock it down in that horrible <laughs> way. <laughs> because it really is. It's Brian Cranston. Okay, he's got a shotgun at this point because, you know, at a certain point, uh, I mean, he captures the monkey. Because yep. he's, after he gets bit, he's had enough with this. Yep. So in the middle of the night, he gets his gloves on and goes and captures the thing and shoves it in the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all to his daughter's like uh, breaking heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then he he makes fun of it and puts it in the living room and says, "Max, watch that monkey." And then yep. he goes to bed. Wakes up the next morning, goes to read his paper, and Max is dead, stabbed, stabbed to death. And there's little tiny monkey little monkey footprints, <laughs> little bloody monkey footprints. Uh, Who knew? Yeah. I, I just imagine that they couldn't get the monkey that day, and so they grabbed a baby and they were <laughs> dipping his feet in a little, and then just walked him across. It was like, we got to get these footprints somehow. Well, there was one point that Brian Cranston got attacked by the monkey, and monkey's, you know, jumping on the back, as is going to happen in a story with right. a you know, wild monkey. But I was like, in some of the quick cutting, where the thing's clawing at his face. Yes. I'm like, is that a little fake monkey paw? That's what I was going to Well, that's what I was going to say. We <laughs> get a back scratcher type yeah. thing. Yeah. It's on a stick. But we get our favorite thing, which is like people wrestling with uh, dummies. Oh, yeah. Dolls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they're just like, yeah. ah, ah, ah. I got to crash into all the walls. Yes. Yeah. They're whipping around. Yeah. Gives it movement. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. And, and the fact that, that it was Brian Cranston. Just yeah. Right? Like serious, <laughs> dedicated Brian Cranston fighting with a monkey. Mm-hmm. That's glorious to me. Mm-hmm. That I love. That's right. You don't get to see that when he's yeah. Heidelberg. That's right. Heisen, Shut up. Heisen, right. Heisen, yeah. You don't get to talk like yeah. that. Uh, you don't. You, you watch you were close. nothing of this. <laughs> there must have been a little dip, bit of a dip in his career because he was on Seinfeld before this. He was. He was. And then the he dentist. did this. And then made a huge upswing, but he did. a little bit of a dip there. Sure. In the yeah. career path. But even stuff. like Malcolm in the Middle was like the boom, and then the Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. that guy had a career. He did. We say in past tense, what's he doing now? Trumbo? <laughs> Why him? Why James him? Franco him? movie? Oh, uh, Sneaky Pete's coming uh-huh. out. Yeah. He looks he looks pretty good in that, actually. Godzilla 2. Oh, that's right. He's dead. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Jesus. Yeah. My bad. Well, he, uh, again, comes to, I mean, he's not like a, his character isn't completely irrational in this movie at this point. Oh. He says, I got to go take care of this monkey, so I'm going to go to the pound and hire. Well, Call first, animal control, yeah. Well, first he, like, what he does when he finds that Max has been killed is that he bags him up 
and brings him to the garage. I mention this because we get a little repeat of this <laughs> later on. So he bags Max up and brings him to the garage. We do. We're all questioning, like, what's he doing? Putting the dog in the garage? He like puts stuff on top of it. He like covers right. it up. Like yeah. he's gonna hide it. He does end up burying the dog later. But it's kind of weird that he just bags him well, up. Well, he was doing it, we find out, to hide it from his wife and, and daughter. Yeah. Well, specifically the daughter. I think he was yeah. going to tell the wife at some point that, you know. They're going to notice the dog is gone. Yeah. Do you know what that animal did? <laughs> yeah, but at this point, that little brat's so focused on the monkey, she's not thinking about the dog. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. care about it. She even said, can we just put Max outside and keep Damn. the monkey yeah. inside? Cold. Like, right? Always want that new shiny thing. Cold. Really Don't they live in Tampa? <laughs> it's, it feels like, yeah. This is like a Florida Whatever. residence. Yes. It was like the Tampa town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. shopping center he was at, that was real rough. Yeah. So he calls Animal Control. He and, goes Animal Control. And who is it, Holly? Enter 90s favorite WCW wrestler, Buff Bagwell. Buff the stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you're like, if anybody's got a chance against this monkey, it's, it's the stuff. Be- it's Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Obviously. It's fantastic. So he goes over to the house with the his little catching rod. Yeah, yeah. We call it in the lasso, little collar rod, snare yeah. pole. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Snare yeah. pole. He's like, "Hey, you wait outside. Give Which, me a little bit of time to catch this little fucker." I had to point out, Brian. <laughs> There's Cranston, the fucker. Brian Cranston gave him a ride to his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the weirdest things. Like, don't you? Well, your animal control. Don't, don't you have a truck? Don't you have a van or something? Equipment <laughs> of some sort to and handle this. Brian Cranston paid him a hundred dollar bill up front, so there was another hundred in it for him if he kills the monkey. So this and is still, a bad This guy deal. still talked him into giving him a ride. Yeah. Like, like, how is he getting this thing yeah. back to animal control? It's like now you got to give him a ride yeah. back. It's like, yeah. all right, but so I don't know. This was a back alley transaction. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Cranston's the one getting taken for a ride here. Yeah. Boom. I see what you did there. I, you did. I, you did there. I like that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's unfortunate. It's Buff, unfortunate for Buff. Buff Bagwell is no match for Bobo. Poor Buff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Brian Cranston's bearing the dog, and he's like, it's been a little time. I'm going to go check on Buff. He goes inside. What does he find? He finds a human pincushion. So, oh my like, God. The monkey yeah. has taken every single knife in the drawer and somehow gotten the drop on Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Not <laughs> likely. Colin says that knowing nothing <laughs> about Buff Bagwell like, right is now. It, wait, is it Biff? Biff? No, it's Buff, <laughs> Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Stabbed to death like Stabbed 67 death. times. Oh. Lying in the kitchen. So what do you do? You call the cops. No, 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 no. No, you grab the murder weapon. And freak out is what you do. Well, okay, but it, well, okay. And the way the camera pans, it makes you think it's going to be like strangle with the snare pole because you see the court, like the end of the snare pole sticking out around the island in the kitchen. You pan around and like, and they're all perfectly straight in his chest mm-hmm. too, just like a block of kitchen knives. That's mm-hmm. Exactly what it looks like. Uh, yeah. Well, that monkey is very, you know, like uh, orderly monkey. Precise. Maybe. You know, he got him like yeah. once, and then it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. stuck him the rest of the time. Yeah. It's like he played darts with it or something. Like, <laughs> kind of. Throwing knives or something. It was weird. That has Poor to be buff. what it was, right? Right? He yeah. he's a, right. He's we a don't trick see monkey. It, but he's like, Maybe he's like he's up like, on the ca- he's up on the cabinets throwing them at him. Yeah. He does like to sit on top of everything. Yes, he does. <laughs> True. Uh, always yeah. on top of something. He gets the drop on everybody except for one person later on. But before we get there, mm. okay, so instead of calling the cops, Brian Cranston. Puts Buff Bagwell in a garbage bag, <laughs> takes him out the garage. He bagged Bagwell. He yeah. did. He did. Oh, that was bad. Okay. But I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to bury him in the backyard, too. Because that's what you do. Because how else could you explain how this guy 
got killed in your house. I don't know, but it's 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 almost proto. If you've ever seen Breaking Bad, it's it's uh, when he he plays Walter White. Sometimes he gets into very serious situations, but he's kind of a buffoon, so it leads to the comedy in the show. This kind of felt like a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. He's being very serious about a man who was just killed in his house, but then you go back to the joke of him having bagged up Bagwell and pulling him into his garage. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially yeah. those first two seasons when like Walt and Jesse are first getting to know each other, and there's yeah. a lot of awkward moments like that. Yes. That's definitely what it felt. A lot like. of fumbling. Yes. Yeah, but there's always because it's always the the comedy comes from um, him as that character playing it so serious, thinking he's such a badass, and then getting into situations where he's just kind of bumbling mm-hmm. at some points. It's very funny, but that was kind of the vibe we got in this party. So oh yeah, very serious about trying to kill a monkey in his house, <laughs> and he's bagging dudes and pulling him into his garage. That no one else believes is a threat except right. him. Like, because well, he hasn't told anybody else that what's been going on. Yeah. I mean, that's the, other than like that monkey. I gotta get that monkey. So at this point, I think Brian Cranston's character loses his fucking mind. I suppose oh, yeah. you would. You got a killer monkey running around. So he gets this is where he gets the shotgun, and yeah. he's like gonna stand guard and wait up at night, waiting for this monkey to show up. He puts a trap out the backyard also. The yeah, right. Bear trap. Loops, which the monkey uses to triggers it in the middle of the night. So he, so Brian Cranston goes yeah. outside and the monkey can get back That's in the Brian house. Yeah. trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smart little bastard. Yep. But around here. So I think when he gets back inside the house, he goes up to the bedroom. So we get into the oblique angles. Is an oblique? Is oblique? Dutch angles. Dutch angles. Yeah. But they're oblique or opaque or something like that. Because something is off. With something the, is off. It was a real big trademark of the 90s, which it is really rubbing was. off on this Just movie a lot. Like Battlefield Earth. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. There's not a straight angle in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> For no good goddamn Maybe reason. not a straight actor. We don't know. Oh, oh, John Travolta was oh, in that movie. I'm oh, just saying. Oh, Church of Scientology is going to come after Whoa, you shit. now. Who was the yeah, bad guy in it? So. Was it like Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker is in that movie. And Barry Pepper is in it, too. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, my <laughs> lord. Should that movie show up on the front? Yeah, you should. know what? I think it really so. should. That's not a bad idea. Right, well, I have not We're jotting that one down for some time in the future. <laughs> okay. All right, but he <laughs> discovers Heidelberg, Heisenberg, Heisenberg discovers. <laughs> Just keep going. His wife has oh, no. been murdered. The useless wife. Slashed <laughs> yeah. in the bed. So at this point. With the uh, straight razor. Right, because he finds oh, it. And it? F- yeah, and he oh, fingers the that. murder weapon again. Okay, yeah. but that was what made me think that, like, okay, this whole story is going to be about how this guy is crazy, right? And yes. thinks that there's a monkey, but he's actually responsible for all the murders because, I mean, when we go back later, when the cops investigate this, the you know whole series of murders, they're going to find his DNA is all over everything. Yeah, fingerprints. So like it was actually him committing these, thinking about. No one will ever know about that monkey. monkey. Right. But that's not the case. No. It actually is a serial killer monkey. Sure is. God knows how long it's been doing this before. It, like, killed some family, then it ended up in their backyard, and then it's going to go off and do it again after this. It's just the neighborhood murder monkey. (laughs) It's not a thing? Yeah. No, yeah. It's not a trope or anything? (laughs) It should be. Can we start it? The milkman, the kid that mows everyone's lawn, murder monkey. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes searching through his house with a shotgun again after he finds Mm -hmm. his wife. Pulls that shotgun he knows where to go look for it. He, and he knows. Goes, where does he go? He goes to his daughter's room. He's like, where is it? Mm-hmm. And that classic Cranston yell. Oh, yeah. Now we've got crazy Cranston, and it's fantastic. Oh, crazy Cranston. I love it. That yell. Oh. That's so good. Yeah. As he's pulling through everything. Wait, wasn't the monkey, like, in the bed? That it was, was like, really... It was well, like, no, he goes to his daughter's room. It was, room. like, creepy sitting on... T- it was, like, perched on, like, above, her. above her. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think when he went to get it with a cage, it was creepily. Right, yeah. Right. So many scenes of Then it screams and wakes the daughter up and she's all disturbed. That's when it was creeping above, uh, crouching above the bed. And there was that great stuffed animal fake out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. (laughs) That's like, that's like, and see, that's another 80s trope of like the monsters and the stuffed animals, like E.T. and everything. Mm -hmm. That's an 80s trope. This movie's full of 80s tropes. Oh, yeah. It really is. They need to bring some of that shit back. I think so. But he does. He goes to his daughter's room. Yells at her, where's the monkey? Is this where it jumps on him and starts attacking well, it's in him? The, yeah, because it's in the closet. Yeah. He goes into the closet. Oh, in the closet. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It jumps out. Classic closet. But then he knocks the bureau over on top of the monkey. And one <laughs> that of the greatest shots. And got the, the monkey's struggling to get out. He <laughs> yeah. wasn't crushed to death. He's no. struggling to get he's out. He's just trapped from the waist down. So the monkey's trying to pull out. <laughs> Daughter sees this. Is like, dad's gone crazy. Came into the room, said, your mom's dead. Yeah. Obviously, it looks like dad did it. She gets the shotgun and blows dad away. Oh, shit. Leaving murder monkey out to... Uh, you know, ravage the neighborhood because apparently the daughter goes nuts. Daughter goes nuts, tells the story to the cops, and then never says another word. And thank God she did because otherwise we wouldn't have we wouldn't John know the Ritter's story. Right. John Ritter's the way I heard it. Yeah, she says. So that brings us to house number two is down. This couple does not want to live there. No. So we go to house number three, where they're like, nobody died in this house, right? At this point, they're getting wise. Right. The idea that you know, like he's taking us around places <laughs> like where something's happening in this neighborhood. Yeah. Nobody died in this one, right? It's like, oh, no, no, no. No, died. no one died here. <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> no. But what happened in this house? Wait, story is called... The Granny Killer. The Granny Killer. This yeah. one I thought would be Colin's favorite because it involves a, a, a serial killer and it's almost like kind of a little black glove killer-ish. A little bit, like at the beginning. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's a serial killer, which I was like, I'm like, oh, good. Something that's not like weird Twilight zone It's mm-hmm. actually just a serial killer story. Yeah. Which I liked. But we had a young man... Well, this is like classic Alfred Hitchcock presents kind of stuff yes. that they're yeah. setting up here. I mean, you know, yeah, the uh, I, a young guy shows up at a psychiatrist's office. Mm-hmm. It's a female psychiatrist. She's alone in the building. Everybody else has left. Uh, they also have uh, Chekhov's. What do you call that? The uh, um, paper what is that sorted? called? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. The, it's like the pointy thing you put, thing you put on receipts on. Just, on. Psh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which she slams the receipt no down earlier. No one knows what that's called. That's not yeah. foreshadowing at all. Just well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. If you have the, whatever, the Chekhov's gun, you don't bring it up in the first act. Very good, yeah. If you mm-hmm. if you reveal a gun in the first act, by the third act, yeah, That used. was pretty good, yeah. because it didn't really draw attention to itself. Right. It was just like, this is a thing that she's got, and I've right. seen this on other desks. I think mm-hmm. it drew attention to itself. Okay. The, there was, a, so. there was The sound was upped on it a it was, little bit. It was decidedly she, sharp, too. Like, like, you want to It's like, you should see this and know this. Yeah. So the setup my, my first thought was, I don't know how many psychiatrists have pointy things just sitting around in the room. Right. Oh, true. <laughs> she had many. She had that. She had the letter opener. Yeah, she was she, ready yeah. to She's kind of a terrible psychiatrist. I always wonder if like psychiatrists watch these things and just go like, that's a terrible version of a psychiatrist. Because <laughs> Oh, they it, do. She didn't do anything, any kind of medical or therapy or anything. It's basically she sits there as he tells this story. Mm-hmm. This kid believes that he is seeing psychic impressions of a serial killer who is wearing a granny mask going around the city preying on women and he is seeing these visions and is troubled by them and wants mm-hmm. to talk to the psychiatrist yes. for an ulterior motive right mm-hmm. which is all the setup so you got the ways that this can go is either the kid is the serial killer has been blacking out and then he's going to turn on her in the end because she's alone and everybody else is left. She's the serial killer. 
because she was making sure everybody was gone. So when he comes in yes. and starts telling the story, she can kill him. Which is what I thought for most of this, that he went in there like to confront her. It's like, I had another premonition. I found out who it was. It was you. Yeah. That's where I thought it was going for most of the time. I did too at the beginning. But it was that phone call that she makes where the her receptionist calls mm-hmm. her. And says, you know, like I, you know, I gotta go. And she's like, wait, can you stay for? Yeah. I'm like, if she was trying to clear the building, I'm like, that's the moment where you know which way this story is gonna go. Yes. But uh, or the third option, I guess, is what we end up going with, where he is actually trying to. He is having premonitions. Yeah, he's having the premonitions, and he sees that she was a victim, and so he's trying to stop the, Mm -hmm. the murder. Yes. All the while building him up as being very suspicious. Yeah. This whole time. The link to this is that, or to the rest of the story, is that he's the son of somebody who lived in the house that they're looking at. Right? Yes. The parent, yeah, that was his house. So nobody got murdered there. Right. But he was having premonitions of people getting murdered by the granny killer. Behind the video store, in his high school. Was there another one? And eventually his ex-girlfriend. Oh, his ex-girlfriend, yes. Where he finds the head. Yeah. Yes, she gets stalked. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Was also, right. as uh, Holly pointed out, to connect the six degrees of shirtless separation he here. He was shirtless. Uh, he was shirtless. And also the psychiatrist is the bra lady from Seinfeld. So yes, she, she was is. shirtless in Seinfeld. Brian the girl Cranston. took her top off in the pool. Yep. Right. yep. She did. Mm-hmm. Everybody's shirtless in this entire Brian Cranston mm-hmm. was also in Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld yep. is the key. Seinfeld's the key. Seinfeld's the key. I'm sure, I'm sure John Ritter was on Seinfeld at some point, right? Probably. I think. Probably. Everybody was on at least one episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, the odds are in our favor. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie is packed with, like, like even the blonde girl in the first story. I'm like, I've seen her, and so I haven't looked yeah. it up yet. But everybody who shows up in these things, the husband, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I just have can't to. place them. They're, like, yeah. solid TV actors, mm-hmm. which right, is why yeah. it feels like it's kind of, like, on that low you know, TV yes. budget. You know, Because at that point, everybody was kind of TV at that point. Everybody in it. They weren't really movie stars. I mean, yeah, they did movies. John Ritter's probably the biggest star of this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh definitely. yeah. He's but everybody the, else is like mostly TV. Yeah. But the in the story, the kid ends up uh, impaling himself uh, as he's trying to reach across the desk. She's going for the letter opener. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Because she's trying to defend herself. He ends up impaling himself. He says he's trying to help the, her. Yes. Mm hmm. The thing, what are we calling the thing? We're all like doing the motion the for spike, it right yeah, now. Yeah, I know what the spike you're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the big spike. You put it's just a big on. metal spike on your desk that you shove receipts on when yeah. you're done. I don't, but that yeah, takes just, forever yeah. to say. It really does. Yeah. I just want to do the motion, yeah, just, have it know. come across audio-wise, <laughs> and be done with it. But yeah. we can't do it. So he impales himself on the thing that you have on your desk that you <laughs> impale all your receipts on. <laughs> oh, staggers God. down the hall, and, you know, she's Following trying her. to get out. Uh, she thinks know, he's the, the killer at this point. Well, right, yeah. As you would, he's all bloody and blah. And it turns out in the elevator is the granny masked killer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I was kind of bummed by the way that it ended. It was kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess for the twist of it. Right. You know, being like, the he was trying to right save there. you. And, yes. You know. It's like, um, it's like the beginning of Urban Legend with uh, Brad Dorff. Just tying it all back around. There Sean. it is. Yeah. Very nice. Just getting it in that there. That was about 50 minutes ago. That we made <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I'm just trying to make the circle, man. <laughs> trying to get there. Not bad. <laughs> so that brings us to the final segment of the wraparound story. Indeed. Tell us what's going on here with this whole thing with John Ritter and the... Well, he's not going to make this sale. 
We can but we can why see is that. that. Important? He needs to make this sale today. He's on a he's on a he's on a he's deadline. On a clock. He's on a deadline. And all we know is that his boss is not fucking around. Apparently, his boss has his wife and son captive. This is a shocking revelation. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> this is their sales incentive plan that he's been alluding to the entire time. Yeah. Now we're gonna make you rich. You sell houses. Or we're going to kill your family, essentially, yeah. is where that's going. Yeah. So he gets a phone call from his boss. I always thought this was going to get nothing up to this point, I guess, has led to it being supernatural. I was going to th- uh, thought like his uh, his uh, boss is like the devil or something. Yeah. That's where I thought it was going. Soul or something. Yeah. yeah. To make the money and everything. And then he also had to get people to like buy into it and everything. And mm-hmm. those were the sales he was trying to make. But no, it really is just kind of a flesh and blood. Hey, we have your family. You better sell some houses in this neighborhood. And so he kind of gets a little more de- – he gets way more desperate as the family has decided that they – Make me an offer. They don't, <laughs> they don't want me an offer now. It's great. I can't, I can't describe the John Ritterness of the make me an offer. You're going to buy a house from someone. Why not me? Yeah, yes. yeah. That's when he totally flips out and becomes – John Ritter, right? Yeah. And they want to, and the couple wants to leave, and they're, just, and he, what? He's got his pen, and he just yeah. starts stabbing the husband, taking him out, right in the neck. And yeah. as he's stabbing him, he's like talking about real estate facts. It's like it is, it's great. <laughs> it's loan rates and shit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that I juxtaposition okay. where it's just like I'm murdering someone, but you can get low mortgage and a loan that will you can pay off over time. And yeah, yeah, oh, it's great. This and the wife is begging to be made into a soundboard. Like there needs to be a soundboard for this, right? <laughs> that well, there you go. There's yeah. a little project. Right. Where's the what you would call it? Um, e bombs world. Get on that. Oh, a soundboard God. right now. Yeah, the wife like flees out, gets in yes. the car, and drives away. Yeah. But this is where the full scope of whatever kind of weird shit's going on in this neighborhood yes. reveals itself, because people are being murdered in every yard. Because some yeah. dude runs over a cat's head with a lawnmower. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some old lady's taking out her trash, and there's like a leg sticking out of the, the garbage can. There's a dead guy spiked in a pool as she drives by. Yeah. The monkey returns. The monkey. There's a Jumps marital dispute that ends in gunshots. Gunshots right out <laughs> there's the front. An explosion. There's an explosion. <laughs> there's a Car, the car like away. runs over some guy or whatever. Yes. Flips over the yes. head of a car. She's driving through and figuring out that this is a uh, terror track. It's a terror, it's a terror track. It's yeah. a neighborhood from hell. Apparently, Truly. this subdivision is the same one from uh, Maximum Overdrive at the beginning. The yes. killing yeah. montage of Maximum Overdrive where the sprinklers kill the kid and yes. everything. Mm-hmm. This, is, yeah. this is like the next street over from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just madness. Wholesale madness. Oh, and it's wonderful. She yeah. drives yeah. off hysterical. Mm-hmm. And we were laughing hysterically. Oh, it was yeah. great. Oh, yeah. It was a great reveal, especially yeah. with the explosion. That oh, was wonderful. I think it was like the top. energy of that like that final John Ritter, you know, him just going absolutely bug shit crazy. Bug shit. Like kind of carries you right over yes. to the... And he gets yeah. to the window and he's like, make me an offer. It's yeah. so good. Bloody hands and everything. Oh, can't, enough can't be said about John Ritter in this movie. Oh, yeah. He plays it perfectly, I think. Just we that nervousness him, yeah. and that sweatiness and just... It's very good. Yeah. Laughing to the end, till the credits uh, ran out on us. Yeah, because the only place we could find this was on YouTube. That's oh right. no, you yeah. should spend seventy bucks and buy the, <laughs> yeah, the official not? double yeah, yeah. double DVD. <clears throat> All right, so does that bring us to the end of Terror Track? Do you have any other stray observations or? I have like I the strayest of observations. Did you guys know there's an episode of Three's Company where you can see John Ritter's testicles? What? Yeah. Say what? No. Yeah. There's a picture. I I had it pulled up on my phone. I guess you, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll look at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I won't look away. There's like he's wearing like those like '70s sure, the, short yeah, shorts, 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 and like he sits down in the bed and just like pops her head. 
<laughs> and it was on TV. I mean, either you can show me or I'm going to look <laughs> yeah, it up after yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it was on TV. So, We're going to have to uh, see that. This needs was to happen. Was company live or was it pre-recorded? Or they just it was pre-recorded, but he said, see it, but he said um, when they like asked him about it, he said he told them to do one version, edit it, and one not, because sometimes you want nuts and sometimes you don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. There's some genre or not. Oh, shut up. Damn. And you know nobody was wearing underwear oh, back then. Yeah. Nobody. Underwears and bras are gone. Uh, Reddit. Oh. The place that has everything. <laughs> yeah. Reddit. Yes. Right. The yep. front page of the internet. Yep. But I think I actually like heard about it in a cracked article years ago of like things that... like I think it was in the same article with like the guy in Teen Wolf has his dick out in those bleachers oh, yeah. at the end. The like, bleachers. Yeah, oh. yeah. That, it was an article about stuff like that, I think. Sure, so, like yeah. things yeah. in movies. You may never have noticed <laughs> yeah. this before. Genitals like, you missed. There was a dick in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the Back to the Future and all that other yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That kid just had to, he just had to go to the bathroom, all right? Yeah, he just had to go to the bathroom. Saying. Nothing sexual about it. Genitals you might have missed in Hollywood. Yeah, there we go. Yes, that's there a BuzzFeed is. article if I ever heard one. Yeah. I think that's terror it. Terror right, so <laughs> Terror tracked. Not to be confused with terror train. There's so many terror. Terror on tour. Uh, so we want to summon our male demon. That's Igor. Igor, where are you, sir? Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. Thank you, Igor. Igor, can you give me another one of your face? Thank you. We should get him a little little, or, little organ grinder outfit. Oh, I think you think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think so. With the little fez, fez. yeah, <laughs> little tiny jacket. Oh, are you okay with it, Igor? Igor. <laughs> and there he goes. I don't goes. think you like that idea. Well, we'll yeah. do it anyway. All right. Uh, Igor brings us in the mail. You can write in, and we hope that you do. Become part of the Freak Show family. You can write to us on uh, Facebook. You can find us where facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. You can also write to us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. Or the old-fashioned way. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. And we will read your comments on the air. Is it Yahoo or Gmail? It's Yahoo. Yahoo. Is it? Good yeah. God, man. It's been like 200 <laughs> I, I never say it. I never pay attention. I don't pay attention. What do you think here <laughs> He's like, I don't need to write I in. I don't know. I, I got the Twitter down. I don't need anything else. <laughs> you know where you can also comment? Is on YouTube. We're on YouTube. We oh, post damn. our entire shows on YouTube. Maybe that's how you're listening to us right now. Please don't curse us out in Portuguese. That's right. Uh, Alex. Do. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, we sure. can't read those on the air, though, because we don't speak Portuguese. Portuguese. It would be kind of, yeah. It sounds like we're casting spells or something, probably. Um, <laughs> so Alex wow. Brewis writes in and says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> okay, we right. have mail. <laughs> Alex Bruce writes in and says he's one of the few, one of the proud. He says, hang in there. He enjoys our content. So there you go. Oh, Just, uh, okay. Who's yeah. this? Wait, what's his name? Alex Bruce. Oh, thank you, Thanks, sir. Thanks, Alex. Or uh, ma'am, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I, I can't tell which one. Stop you talking, are. Sean. <laughs> uh, so about about tonight's movie, Terror Tract, G Money writes in. G Money, and he says, "I've had this on a double disc with Cherry Falls forever." USA was so reliable for quality trash and child's play marathons. Yes. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I agree. What was it? USA was USA up all night. USA right? up, was all night. up all Hell night. Hell yeah. 
Even yeah, even not all whole night. USA was USA was big on playing. I mean, Child's Play, Tremors, Critters. Yeah, back they, in the day, USA was like the movie marathon channel. It was kind of a place to go for horror, like yeah, kind of the maybe the cheaper stuff, but it was a place to go for it. When was TNT and Monster Vision like in the mix? That was after Up All Night. Uh, I think so. It felt like it to me. Maybe it overlapped at some point, but yeah. it felt like nineties. Uh, definitely nineties. Up all night was. Are we talking the uh, Gilbert Gottfried? Or are we talking um, Rhonda Shear? Up all night. I'm saying words Colin does not understand. <laughs> I thought know? they were both on at the same time. There's nobody know. Any, well, I don't know. The, I don't know the time frame. Oh, yeah. but Rhonda Shear. Yeah. You know, yeah. We all know what I'm talking about. Here. Yeah. It was Ronda Shear first, and then Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, okay. he did the later ones. Oh, all right, so she would have been nineties. I was, I think it was early nineties. The USA up 90s. all night. Oh. Yeah, all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was horror every week. Uh, yeah, I mean, or like horror, sci-fi, cult stuff like that. It felt like mostly horror, but I'm pretty sure it was sci-fi cult. I think it may have just been horror. I know uh, Monster Vision. That was yeah. That was mm-hmm. sci-fi cult horror and everything. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully chosen by Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yeah. The rundown of everything. I know they need to bring that back. That's an education. Those were the days. Yeah. Uh, So about our uh, previous episode, Dead Heat, Chris Ah, Huddleston writes in. Dead Heat. And he says that Joe Piscopo has said over the last couple of years that he regrets getting into bodybuilding. What do you think about the idea that being fit somehow makes funny people less funny and people thinking overweight comedians should lose weight? Should Ryan Reynolds trade weights for donuts? He did a movie. He like, did where a he played fat both. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did both. Just friends. Just friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, does Joe Piscopo regret bodybuilding because of all the steroids he took? That feels like where that was going. Yeah. Do you think that I, it makes funny people are less funny if they're buff? Yeah. No, oh. I don't think. Look at Chris Pratt. Or Dwayne Johnson. Right? The Rock's pretty yeah, funny for being a big guy. He doesn't get any more ripped than that. Chris Pratt was really chubby on Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and now he's fit, and he I think he's still funny. I think back then, I think if you were a big muscle-bound person, they didn't write the good comedy for you. Yeah. They made, but, yeah, it was it, awkward. It, I mean, it was you look awkward, at, like, dumb twins com- or right. Yeah, you were meant to be stupid. Yeah, yeah. Don't stupid yeah. Do not talk bad about twins. I swear to God. Don't <laughs> <you do that, laughs> talk bad about it. I was just saying, that's okay. how you write just those parts, sure. right? As if you're big and muscle-bound, you're stupid. You're stupid, right. I think that's it. Like, it was... That was kind of the They're conception, still doing that, right? There's Kindergarten t- Cop Two with uh, Dolph Lundgren yeah. coming soon, or out now. There's also uh, Baywatch is coming. But yeah, I think I th- it's a little smarter than. Yeah, no, I think it's changed enough in the past. You know, it's thirty I think it's years funnier, or so, right? To that, be a big guy and be funny. Like I think mm-hmm. it's funnier to be that. You're not looked at as stupid. You can actually do the comedy at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Terry Crews as well. Terry Crews is fucking Terry hilarious. Crews is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews is hilarious. So I yeah. think it's changed over mm-hmm. the years. But back then, if you were big and muscular, you were not. Uh, you were dumb funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, those I think that's what it was. But yeah. That's probably why he regretted it. Right. So he was kind of a meathead back in then because he was muscle bound and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dom Cree writes in about Dead Heat, the movie that he chose, and says, "Call me crazy, but I think the final stage burn makeup on Treat Williams is also." Sammy Kerr inspired. Only Colin would know the answer to this one. I see what you're what doing do you there, think, Dom, Colin? and I appreciate it. And sure, why not? He's burned on half his face. We were saying during the show that it looked like he was inspired by the Terminator, since yes. the director was the editor on Terminator. Yes, Michael Blatt. But I appreciate that, Dom. <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> shout-out. you a bone right yeah. there. He's just like, Colin wants to talk about trick-or-treat some more. There we go. Uh-huh. Just you wait. As long as it's not fucking repo, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
All right, so that brings us to the end of the mailbag segment. That means we're going to do our final thoughts. Each one of us is going to get a chance to sound off on what we thought of Terror Track and whether we recommend it to you. Are we all going to agree? Is it going to be a split decision? Is it going to be three on one? We'll find out. The suspense Starting is killing me. Colin. Oh, Jesus. It's me. I'm up front. First what again. did you think about Terror Track? Surprisingly, Sean, I oh. liked it. Oh! oh! <laughs> I did not think that no! was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, Damn. I know. I was like watching the trailer. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, they are getting me to watch a, a TV movie. See, I this is the thing. Like, I've always been like, oh man, once the Saturday Night Freak Show goes, like you can tilt it too far, and then all of a sudden, like all the well, I guess we already did it, right? It, I think yeah. we snuck in in there with Sharknado on a technicality because it played in a movie theater. Yes, at one point we're I like, well, we tilted, off Sharknado. I think we tilted the other way first. And I think now we're getting into we're tilting back to the correct uh, stream of movies we should be in. To me, yeah, but I mean, like it opens a door, right? If you go with TV yes. movies, then you got your Piranacondas and your yeah. uh, Piranaconda. One day, yeah. just because it's been mentioned for many years. Yeah, we can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, Never probably been, not. No, yeah. I don't want to see that movie. I've so, seen it. Don't. Oh, right. Don't right. pick Sorry, it. Don't Sorry, pick Roger it. There are some things that are just way, way, way too <laughs> bad. Yeah. No. But uh, I guess that was my fear going into it. And, like, you're seeing John Ritter. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I You know, I know John Ritter from It. That's, you know, I mean, I, I yeah. know he did, you know, uh, Skin Deep, I think I saw. And I saw uh, Three's Company. And, you know, I mean, I saw these things, but I was never really a fan. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a fine, dramatic actor in It. And then it was like, you know, seeing him in the trailers to this, it was like, eh, eh, eh. but it turns out like John Ritter Were you is doing like a Dom the- DeLuise impression. That's <laughs> 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 like a Brando. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a little higher pitched than yeah. Dom DeLuise. You gotta go. <laughs> Very good. Dom DeLuise, are you here? Oh my God. <laughs> you just walked in the door. Who knew I could do this many impressions? <laughs> um, He's dead. But yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're mostly all dead. But that doesn't matter anymore. Now you can bring everybody back it's to life true, on the yeah. radio That's or true. in When do we get the CG life. Dom DeLuise? Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, who's knocking on the door to his estate? Um, but yeah, it does play out like, a, you know, I suppose Tales from the Crypt, uh, like a, a higher end kind of in the quality of its writing, right? I've seen a lot of Tales from the Dark Side episodes or mm. whatever that were worse than this. This one actually seems like either these guys, I assume the writers, you know, wrote five or six stories and picked the best ones instead of going, you know, we're just going to write these three stories or they're just that good. You know, in which case you figured they'd be doing more stuff, I guess. You yeah, know? right. <clears throat> um but as a horror movie, I mean, I can see why it has cult following, because if you did see this once a while ago and you thought favorably of it, you know, like, you know, I want to see it again. And where is it? You want to see if it lives up to, you know, what you remember. Having not seen it before the first time through, it's like, you know, each one of the stories, I think, worked. I was engaged enough to try and be figuring out, like, where they were headed or what mm-hmm. twists they were going to take. I mean, it's always a good uh, mark of a yes. quality anthology movie. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a creep show or you know anything. Is it? You know, I would recommend it. Maybe not so much that you need to go seek it out, spend seventy bucks on a Definitely on a not. DVD or anything. <laughs> no. But it's more like if it comes across your field of view, if it pops up on Netflix or you know some streaming service, and you have the choice of this or some other you know 
thing that we <laughs> haven't recommended that you watch in weeks past. Uh, pick this one. You know, you could do worse than actually giving this one a shot. So uh, I would say I would recommend it. Sean. Damn. Did you see that uh, Tales from the Dark Side is being released? Like, it was on the, it's on DVD in Walmart. I see it every now and, the and again. The movie? Oh, the show. The show. Travis has like, got it. Yeah, oh, did he, he get it? it? Yeah, I, was saying, I keep seeing there. it every every now and again after you guys have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. That was odd. Um, Terror Tract. Um, I, I had fun with this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really loved, um, specifically, like you said, I think all the stories do work. Um, like you said, you're, you're, uh, you're in it. You're, you are trying to figure out, like, where these stories are going. I think the first one... Uh, is probably the weakest of them all, and that's not saying it's uh, bad at all, but because it had a few very effective moments, especially the husband being in bed for the mm-hmm. jump scare and whatnot. And um, did I ruin the ending for you? I, did you, call, I called that. Did one. you? Did you? Is that <laughs> the one you actually called where yeah. the guy where the lover was going to be outside the door? Yeah, yeah. I yelled at Colin for that one. Yeah, but, sorry. Because I'm just like, really? oh, it makes sense. You didn't see that coming. I didn't. All right, fine. I'm not the smartest man in the world. I didn't, I didn't get it before it happened. I can be still be surprised by movies, Holly. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, to, but to me, that was maybe kind of the most standard of them. Um, it, uh, for me, it really got better, especially when we got to Brian Cranston fighting a monkey. Oh God, yes. That's I, like I think I said it last week. It's I didn't know I wanted it until I got it, and it was uh, yeah. is uh, highly enjoyable. Um, is that the one you're going to remember? That's like the Zuni fetish doll one. It, it really go, like, is. That's right. the movie where Brian Cranston fights the monkey. Right. In Trilogy of Terror, what do you really remember besides the Zuni fetish doll and Karen Black? Back at the end, yes, it will she be was Brian. A teacher Cr- in a college at something. No, I don't remember. Yeah, it's just no, because I'm having a hard time remembering the third one. What was the third one? Wasn't oh yeah, the, the third one was killer. the Granny Killer, which is I'm, I, I guess maybe the least memorable. And that one, I mean, we figured out the twist of that at the end, but still, they're all. Um, I think they're all effective and they all work. Um, but the acting, I mean, John Ritter, I think is the, just like I said before that nervousness acting that he's got pressure on him throughout the whole thing, and then his complete breakdown at the end where mm-hmm. he's just yelling at people and stabbing people like. Uh, I, it was fun. It was great to watch, especially and when she's driving around the neighborhood at the end, seeing that the whole neighborhood is this neighborhood of crazies and shit is going wrong. Um, it's uh, a very entertaining movie. Um, I liked it very much. I recommend it. Terror Tract. Terror Tract. Yeah, uh, this movie was so much fun. It's fun. So much fun. Um, we've done anthologies in the past that I I didn't necessarily enjoy as much. Um, this one was fun. Like just the the stories the stories were were on point they they kept your attention enough um you know they none of them were were weak enough that I thought they were boring mm. and I've thought that about anthologies in the past like okay I didn't really it just didn't keep my attention all, all three of these did even if one is weaker than the other they all kept my attention I thought that was really great mm. um. John Ritter, I love John Ritter so much. May he rest, <laughs> Lord Almighty. I I love that you could visually see his character losing his shit. Like you start off and you've got this charismatic guy who's trying to sell a house, and you're like, yeah, this guy seems like he's successful, and you know he's he's a cool guy. And then you really do every time they cut back, you see him just starting to lose it a little bit more. Like, okay, he really wants to make this sale. <laughs> yeah. Maybe and, if, if yeah. it had been a higher quality, we could have seen him sweating a little bit more yeah. as the scenes went on. <laughs> like <laughs> he, not a good he really started to like panic and you could see that. Yeah. And it was just fantastic. <laughs> and God bless Brian Cranston, oh, man. man. I, <sighs> what can be said, Colin? What can be said? I mean, really Heisenberg. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Sums it up. No, I thought he was he was fantastic. I, it's true. Years years go by. We're gonna be like, is this the was this the movie where John Ritter was the realtor and Brian Cranston fights a monkey? Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston yeah. fights a yeah. monkey is the sentence that mm-hmm. I think this will be yeah. remembered by. Absolutely. I yeah, and the end with all the the scenarios and the front yards. It was it was perfect. This was so much fun. I loved it. Definitely give it, what do we say, one fuck, one shit, one side boob. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. All the fucks, shits, and side boobs. All of them. Love it. (laughs) All right. Terror Trek. So this movie, for me, was like an utter delight. I I was really excited to watch this movie, and I'm glad it, like, held up to my expectations. It delivered. It totally delivered. I think, uh, definitely go watch the trailer, just so you can, I, as best as we are describing it we are not doing it justice to the level of insanity that incur- yeah. occurs in this go watch the trailer actually was the trailer i think was the trailer like a 5 minute thing that like gave away all the yeah it, it gave, it it gave the- away a lot it was like three minutes at, yeah. at least. All right, maybe don't go watch the trailer. Right, if it's but, a long yeah. trailer, yeah, if it's a yeah. Long trailer yeah. don't watch it. But, but if we, you don't... We kind of just gave everything away anyway, so... Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I was an hour, into, yeah. was an hour into this where we gave everything away. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> but even if you're not sure you want to sit through this whole thing, just watch the story with Brian Cranston and the monkey, because that one alone is, is, if nothing else, just watch that. But I would really like to see the horror community get behind this movie. Yes. I would like to see... You know, gifts made of this. I would share the shit out of some gifts of this movie. Oh yeah, I would like to see you know Fright Rags do T-shirts. I would buy a T-shirt with Brian Cranston fighting that monkey. Yes, I, you know. Yes. Um, I would really like just, to see John Ritter's realtor John Ritter, company. John Ritter, John Ritter, John Ritter, like, on yeah. the front, like yeah. just make me an offer. Yes. I, I want that T-shirt. Yeah, I really want someone to write their college thesis about how this is an indictment of like the white picket fence American dream, and you know, because there there is some some subtext here if you really dig into it. I'm sure we didn't even talk about the whole opening to the movie, which was like a a kind of an homage to like Blue Velvet or something, where the camera goes in into the the, like uh, the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, yeah. and goes and finds the the bird. Oh, it finds the worm, then the, worm. the bird, oh, then the yeah. cat eats yeah. the bird, then the yeah. cat gets hit by the car and the dog, you know. Oh. I will say this movie is really harsh on animal cruelty yes. and very, very explicit much. and very yeah. explicit about it. So if that's something that bothers you, just be forewarned about yes. that. Yeah. Like, and it starts yeah. right from the get-go with it, too. It doesn't waste any time. No. So, yeah. yeah. That's your intro yeah. to this world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would really, I really think there are is some subtext to this movie if you dig into it, which sounds insane to say about a realtor anthology. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great, and I'm I'm really glad we uh we decided to watch this one. Yeah. Hell yeah! I did pay it off. So thank you, G Money. Thank you, thank G you, brother. G Money. <laughs> that suggestion. All right. So uh, next week, then uh, it's my pick. Colin, pick. our final listener pick, Colin. Right. What's your pick next week? I am going to. I went down the list and uh, we watched some trailers. I'm going to do. You ready for this? John Michael Thor in Rock and Roll Nightmare. John Michael right. Thor. Wow. I know this movie's like. This uh, is going to be an experience. I think yeah. it's like a mystery or riff tracks kind of thing. So I'm guessing it's going to be horrible. Horrible, prepare yourself. We'll find out next week. Rock and Roll Nightmare on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.